Thanks for listening to the Issue Podcast. If you like what you hear, then be sure to catch us every week on all streaming services. Make sure to follow our social media. All links can be found in the description of our episodes. And make sure you're emailing us your thoughts. Our email is theissuemailbox at gmail.com. Also, sign up for our newsletter. You can do that by going to our website that we have linked in the episode. All you have to do is put in your email and click sign up. Guys, don't forget to like, subscribe, share with your friends, and thank you for listening to The Issue. You are now locked in and listening to The Issue. You look at this schedule. Find me the wins here. Find me the wins. You've got to be delusional if you think he's elite. Well, from what I'm seeing right now, he's a top 10 guy in this league, no doubt. Absolutely, I think they can be for a championship. I, I don't even think that's a, a debate I'm willing to, to have. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is Wednesday, October 13th, and this is another episode of The Issue. Luke and Tim, we are ready to bring you... Episode 102. Yeah, 102. It's been good. It's been good. Um, Oh, God, that was a crazy, crazy weekend of sports, first of all. Saturday, college football was phenomenal. It was. Really good. Um, just games around the clock that you could watch. You had Iowa, Iowa beating Penn State. A couple of our bets. Yeah. Um, Alabama loses, right? I mean, it was it was a big weekend. And then, you know, that Fury-Wilder fight, um, phenomenal. It was phenomenal. eventful weekend in sports. It was good. And then, obviously, the NFL is phenomenal. Right. Had a great time at Heinz Field this weekend. Yeah, it was. You know, it was a good, good, good Steelers game. Oh, you know, it's always a good atmosphere when the Steelers pull out a win, you know. Yeah. Um, and just Heinz Field in general, Steelers Sunday, Steelers Nation was great. Um, so we're going to start the show today with a little hits and misses like we do every Wednesday. Kind of, you know, fill you in where we were right, where we were wrong. After that, we're going to get into a little bit of the uh, Gruden controversy and what's going on uh, with that. It's not really a controversy, it's just more of a, wow, dude, you really screwed up. Yeah. And get into that. Get into a little bit of Lamar. He looked elite in the second half last night. It was night. good. It was good. Or on Monday, I mean. Um Looked elite in the second half on Monday Night Football. Uh, looked really good coming back, playing from behind, which has always been a question. F- yeah. With with Lamar, looked great. Uh, in the second segment, we're gonna you know recap the rest of the games from Sunday, kind of the notable ones, and then you know hit you with some Steelers. In the third segment, we have our quarterback tiers that we're bringing back for the first time this year. Did it a little bit last year, bringing it back now. Yeah. Uh, this week yeah. we'll have our quarterback tiers. Um, and then our Thursday predictions, and then we're going to run through our Sunday predictions for you guys because we're not going to be able to get a uh, Saturday episode in this week. Yeah, big guy's going out of town over here, so it's fine. It's going down to Lexington. It's okay. Yeah. You'll watch. have a good time. It'll be Lexington. It's, it, I mean, Lexington's a probably top, what, 10 college town? Oh, yeah. I would 100%. Say. I saw Penn State just got voted for the number one college town in uh, in America. So Yeah. Which I believe. I think uh, the student section rankings came out. And, uh, Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was student section. Kentucky not was town. three. Penn State was one. Maybe that's what so, I was yeah. thinking of. Maybe I'm not thinking of college town. But it doesn't matter. It's a great atmosphere. You'll have fun. But uh, 
Let's, let's just jump right in. Yeah, let's All go. Right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, hits and misses. Yeah, we'll start with the hit. So you actually, you actually have the the first hit. This is you here. Um, you're weak this past week. You went twelve and four. I only went ten and six this past week. Yeah. Um, you hit both the splits. You win. So, um, yeah. Tell, you know, what happened there. Well, I said this in the beginning uh, when I predicted the Steelers over the Broncos that I was going to be the deciding factor in the game, and I felt that I was. Um, I gave out enough, you know, crap to all of the um, to all the Denver fans that I that I saw. I, I was called a couple of names, you know, as I was walking out of the stadium and telling them to have a safe flight home. <laughs> but I was right this week. Um, you know, I like the Steelers just playing. The, just the simple fact of what you saw in the last play of that game, the the interception in the end zone, I thought the Steelers' defense was going to be able to hold them, and they did. They did enough. Um, I didn't think it was a good win, but it was a win. Yeah. And then um, this is the other split that we had. The Dallas and uh, New York game, I didn't expect, I mean, New York to play that bad and then to lose their quarterback, their right. top receiver, and Saquon yeah. Barkley. Yeah. That, yeah, it, so that's, uh, that's actually a great pivot because the next miss is my week. Your hit was your week. My, the miss is my week because yep. – Ten and six. I didn't expect. First of all, I didn't expect Denver to look that bad. Also, okay, so I knew Denver wasn't a good team, right? That's going to be our next hit. I'll talk about that in a second. I didn't expect them to play that poorly. I mean, that bad. Teddy Bridgewater looked like he hadn't stepped on a football field for that first three quarters of that game. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, it was bad. Vic Fangio was thoroughly out coached. He would have been thoroughly out coached by a seventh grade coach. I mean, that was bad. That was bad all around. That was. I mean, if I'm John Elway, who's the, you know, I don't know, I think he's like a part owner, like the majority owner of the Broncos now, I would be very upset about that loss. Pittsburgh's not a good football team. No, like, they're not. And I, I don't understand how anyone could be looking at them and be like, yo, yeah, that's a good team. They looked horrendous the whole game. The, the, the Steelers didn't even look good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Steelers didn't even look good, and they were, looked that much better than, than the Broncos. They have not, they've yet to beat a team this year who has won a game. They've beat... They beat three at the time of playing the teams that they played. Through week three, the teams were 0-9, right? They haven't beat a good team yet. I'd be upset if I was John Green, or uh, John Elway, but, and John Gruden, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> He's probably not happy today. No, fair and enough. I, like I said, I didn't expect the Giants to go in, first of all, play that bad. Like, Joe Judge looks like he has no idea what he's doing. Last year, he looked like exactly what he's doing. Joe Judge looked like a great coach last year. This year, it looks like he's just lost. I mean, some of the calls are, are terrible. The players look like they don't even want to play. And then and then you lose your quarterback, Daniel Jones. You lose Kenny Galladay, your number one wide receiver. And you lose Saquon Barkley, who is, when healthy, a top five back in this league. So, I mean, it's a rough weekend for the Giants and for myself. It was really tough. Yeah. Um, all right, how about the next hit? Which I said was Denver overall. We came into the season saying, oh, yeah, Denver's like a, you know, Seven and what now? Ten team, eight and nine, maybe max. Right? I think yeah. we had them. We had them seven and ten. About like we're not. They're not that good of a football team. People were like, "What? Look, they've played two. Well, they played the Ravens, who are a really good team, and got dismantled. They played the Steelers, who are a really bad team, and still got dismantled. That, that game wasn't as close as the final score indicated. No, it wasn't. They got two garbage time touchdowns, and that was it. They need to really do some some introspective looks. I knew that they weren't going to be a good football team. They have so many unproven guys. You're telling me, they're like, oh, yeah, but we have Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. I'm like, oh, yeah, because they've done it at the NFL level before. Are you out of your mind? No, those are those. they were rookies and second-year guys that have not proven anything at the NFL level. Oh, Noah Fant. Oh, yeah, Noah Fant's fine. He's average. 
Your offensive line, oh, yeah, the, um, yeah, by the way, your left tackle had the most penalties in football last year. You know, so there's a lot of things I didn't like about that team. Oh, by the way, you're really thin in your linebacking core. But you don't have any rotational defensive linemen. I mean, there's a lot of holes. So, I, you know, we hit there. That was a hit. All right, how about a miss? I can't read. Oh, uh, Sam Darnold. Oh, he played bad. Oh, my. He played very, 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 very bad that, uh, this uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's against the Eagles. That's a game you should win nine out of ten times. Pretty outright, yeah. Yeah, that shouldn't even be all that close. You should beat them by about a touchdown or two touchdowns um, with the skill that you have and the skill that they have. Minimum, yeah. I mean, it was a bad weekend for for Darnold and for Matt Rule. They just did not look like they they just kind of rolled over in the second half. They were winning, and Sam Darnold with a two touchdown lead through two picks. You can't do that. Like no. that's just something you can't do. Uh, playing from behind is important, but knowing how to play with a lead is, is arguably more important. Know when to throw that football away. You're up two touchdowns. Don't make it. Don't give him a short field. No. So you throw that ball away and you punt the ball. I'll take the the plus forty yards. That that first of all takes time off the clock because then they have to go further. That makes it harder for them to score, period. Um, it was bad for Sam. That's that's a bad second half for someone who... He's auditioning. That's a tryout. This season's a tryout to see if they want to keep him longer term. And that's just not not a good game for him. Yeah, he had a little bit of a miss this week, but... Yeah. I still think he'll be okay. All right, I want to go with the Raiders. Wait, no, we're on misses. No, we're on... Yeah, so we missed on some So hits. The Raiders. Oh, man. We hit on that... I said they were a last-place team. They are playing like a last-place team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are playing very, very poor football. I mean, Derek Carr looks like he... I said for the first couple weeks, I was like, yeah, Derek Carr's a really good quarterback. Ooh, he's playing really bad the last two weeks. I'll tell you why, though. First of all, he's played a good defense and, like, a an average defense the last two weeks. It was... It's hard to explain. The offensive line is, like, really... Not good. I think that's the best way to sum it up. <laughs> Their offensive line is just so subpar. And it looks like they the schematically there's something wrong. Like it it doesn't look like your basic bad offensive line. Like you look at the Steelers and you're like, oh, they just don't have as many good guys as they need. That like point blank. The Raiders that you're like, they kind of look like they have some size, some speed. It's like they're just not getting it. Like they just it, there's a free rush or something. They're just not getting the slides or something right. I don't know. When Derek Carr, I don't know if he's not sliding the protection correctly or if he's sliding it right and they're doing it incorrectly. Something just looks off with the Raiders, and uh, we kind of expect them to be, you know, towards the bottom of the division. And that looks like where they're, they're going to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think, I think they're going to the get teams, a big upturn, you know? Yeah, I think I think it's pretty clear that the Chargers are the best team in that division right now. I think KC is a close two. Even though they're playing bad, I think KC is a close two. Yep. And then I would say probably – Probably Denver and and the Raiders jogging for that third spot, but they seem pretty equally bad, like equally average. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How about misses? The Colts. Oh my God, are they terrible? And wow, oh, Carson are... Wentz looks bad. Well, no, he looked good. He looked good for for like three and a half quarters until that last one where it really mattered. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. It was just bad. Um, I don't really understand how it could go that bad. It was twenty-two to three. With a minute left in the third quarter, twenty-five to nine at some point in the second quarter, and they lost. I swear, how? That was one of the worst fourth quarters of football I've ever seen a team play. I watched the whole fourth quarter. That is the worst fourth quarter I've ever seen a team play. Um, I, I don't know how you fix that. I don't know how. I mean, like, I'm worried about Frank Reich losing the locker room, right? Like, so. 
as a coach, how do you walk in? I mean, knowing damn well that is your fault that you lost that football game. After you just got brutally embarrassed. Yeah, as a coach walking in, knowing 100%, and everybody in the room knowing 100% that it's on your shoulders and your shoulders only, that is a that is a tough look. That's a tough look. Um, I think Wentz is, isn't really the the issue. Um, Wentz played fine. Jonathan Taylor played fine. The offensive line's not doing all that well, which is crazy from the Colts because they have a really talented offensive line. Yeah. Their defense looked awful. It was a top-ten defense last year. I, I'm not sure how you fix that. Now, also, you give a little bit of credit knowing that, like, you know, Lamar's really, really good. It's not like we lost to a chump in the fourth quarter. Lamar's elite, Absolutely. But that is a tough look for Indianapolis. They're one and four. I know it's a winnable division because the Titans aren't that good either. But oh, they got to start winning games and winning games now. And that one stings. They it, need to go on like a three to four game win streak. And not only, not only did you give up that that big of a lead, you did it on national television against a quarterback that everybody's had question marks if he can play from behind or not, and you let him come back. You're telling me you couldn't scheme your way to a victory? If you're if you're Indianapolis, up that many points, yeah, that's, you, you that's not a good look. You can't scheme, or at least be a competent enough coach to get to a victory, and, and you're going to give that up on national television in during prime so, time so now, on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I will say that they're going to be a really good bet this coming week, though, because um, they're going to come out upset, point blank. They're going to come out firing. I think they play like the the uh, Texans, right? Yeah, they do. That 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 could be a three touchdown game right there. That could be a that could be a route and a half on the Colts' favor. All right, well, let's go with some uh, a hit. Let's go with some baseball. Um, let's go with the Rays, the Rays and the um, White Sox, right? So I said the White Sox are about a year out from being really competitive, and they didn't look competitive in that series. So you, you're you're here. You go. Let's go back to the intro here. You're delusional if you think they looked anything close. Too elite. Too, too elite. That's what I would say. But and it, competitive. I mean, the, the Astros looked like it was. It, was, it looked like a Triple A team coming. Out. I mean, it was bad. It was point blank bad. They had one good game, and then the other three were not only horrendous. They were. No, that's it. I was just saying not only bad. They were horrendous. Yeah, they were. They were really, really bad. Um, and I said they don't make enough contact. They're too reliant on the home run. That was the Yankees' problem. I said that earlier. They're out of the playoffs. The White Sox out of the playoffs. And I also said with the Rays a little bit. The Rays are too analytically driven. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, you got to have guys, right? They're, they're trying to stitch together this, like, patchwork pitching staff that's like, oh, well, analytically speaking, they don't, you know, their, their whip is really good. That's a big one for, you know, for pitching analytics is, like, whip, like, walks and hits, pretty pitch. That's fine. But at the end of the day, like, you need dudes to go out and throw. You know what I mean? Like, the Dodgers are in this situation because, like, they can go, like, Scherzer, Arias, Bueller. Like, that's disgusting. Like, it's, that is gross. Insane. That's not even counting. If you have a healthy Kershaw, he's not what he was, but that's that's a nasty four-man. I mean, that, that's insane. At the end of the day, you got to have dudes to throw. You know what I mean? I think that's a little bit of Boston's issue. I'm a little bit worried for them when it comes to the Astros. And, like, the Rays, you just don't have enough guys. You're good. You're a good team. Absolutely. The analytic way can win and get you to about here. I just worry going forward. I don't think they have the juice and the guys to go much further. It always comes down to who has the depth in pitching and who has the upper hand in pitching. It, the better defensive team always almost beats the better offensive team when it comes to baseball. Almost 100% of the time. Um, okay, how about let's go with misses. So this is staying with baseball. Um, 
uh, so Boston and the uh, San Francisco Giants, I think we had them both towards the bottom of their divisions. Um, I think I even said the, the Giants are the worst team in baseball. I think I threw that out there, which is such a bad take because they're now the best team in baseball. Yeah. Uh, that one hurt a little bit. That was before the deadline. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I said like the worst, but I mean, I said that they were going to be pretty bad. I think we both had them towards the bottom of the division. Yeah. Obviously, they won the division, had the best record, and I think in all of baseball. Um, and then the, the Red Sox, we had them in third, I think. They are phenomenal. They're a good. They're a good baseball team. See, they have the guys on offense. I'm a little worried for their back end and their bullpen because they don't really have the guys there. Um, and the starters are a little bit weak outside of Sale when he's healthy, but he hasn't been healthy. So I worry about them a little bit, but I do think they're, uh, you know, obviously they're a top four baseball team. They're going to be in the final, quote-unquote, final four, right? The ALCS. Um, but we missed on them. They, they, those, those are not third and fourth, fifth place teams. Those are number one teams. Those are good teams. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, those are hits and misses for the uh, episode 102, week five of the NFL season and uh, playoff baseball. Yeah, it's always a good one. I like it's a misses. Kind of keeps us in check. It's a little bit of a heat check. It's a, it's a humbler. When you're playing pickup basketball and you make three in a row and you're like, screw it, I'll pull it from the logo. And it's like <laughs> air ball and everyone's like, dude, are you stupid? Your teammate's like, man, that was a possession. And you're like, all right, heat check, heat check. We're fine. We're good. Okay, I'll pull up from the logo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? All right, how about, so let's, let's get into this Gruden thing. Oh, man. So, <clears throat> I mean. I've, I've seen a lot of things on it now. I'll start. Yeah, good. I was watching Stephen A. this morning on ESPN. Oh, God. Yeah. And his take. Probably abysmal. Um, yeah. I think he went a little overboard with it, saying that they need to start checking, you know. Everyone's email. Everybody in the, like, in the you, league and, and making yeah. sure. He's like, well, you have to know who's who's leading these organizations. It's like, yeah. But, like, you don't have to. I don't know. I, I, I just think, Let's you see know, Stephen A.'s email. Right. Like, over the entire course of your career. And, and then, let's not forget that these emails were sent from... I mean, I'm not defending Rudin, but, I mean, these what, emails like 2010? were... 2010? and 2018 was when they were sent between. I mean, come on. I mean, so... Yeah, keep going. Do you have any more? It's just the fact that... All right, we can sit here and nitpick over every single thing somebody's done. And, you know, is it correct? No. Like, the things that he did. Absolutely no. It's not correct. But, I mean, is that something you lose your job for? For having a, a difference in opinion? I mean, yeah, he, he resigned. He was And fired. if he didn't he resign, and he if he didn't fired. resign, he w- yeah, it was definitely the, hey, you either resign and do this on your own terms, or we fire you and go public with everything. It's fired. He got fired. I just, I don't know. I, I went through the first phase where I was like, wow. Are we really getting to the point where we're this sensitive? And then I got to the point where I was like, "Ugh, I mean, nothing he did looks good." Nothing. Yeah, I think and on so your work email, could you be any dumber? Any dumber? Like, I, I don't know if he has a separate email or the work email. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're drawing effing Gruden. Are you out of your mind? Are you stupid? Like, is he? I wonder if he's just point blank stupid. He has, which to which I think be, right? he is, because he's built maybe one of the worst teams in football. So, I mean, maybe he is stupid. Yeah, right there. Yeah, a little, almost, almost a little technical difficulty. Yeah, it's all you know, good. you know, it throws me off. Anyway, you're John Gruden. Like, how? Like, are you dumb? Which I yes, he probably is. He built a not good football team. To be quite honest with you, they missed on a lot of draft picks. They've traded away a lot of good players and not gotten a whole lot in return. So yeah, maybe he is dumb. 
I started like you. I was like, ah, that's just a little soft. Because the first thing that, that came out was the whole Demoris thing and, mm-hmm. you know, the dumb Morris and the lip thing. I was yeah, like, and the Michelin tires. And I was like, okay, that's not a good look, but I'm not sure it's fireable, no. right? But then, I, you know, then more stuff comes out and it's like he's got some anti-LGBT whatever, you know, all that. He's had anti-stat speech. And stuff like that. Anti-gay and speech, all yeah, that. Yeah, he had like, he, he was sending some some pictures that of women that weren't, that shouldn't have been sent type of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you shouldn't be sending the owner of the Washington football team, like some pictures like that. Like that's just, you know, really, really dumb. Um, and I think it was the culmination of all of it. I don't think any one thing was all that bad, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, it's, so he doesn't like, he's not a huge fan of the LGBTQ community. Does everybody have to like everything? No, right? Yeah. Does, does he have to, I mean, like, see, the thing that also, Gruden has been filmed a thousand times saying that, like, when he says, like, big lips, he doesn't mean, like, anatomically big lips. He means, like, they won't stop, like, running their mouth is yeah. what he means by it. And he's been on record saying that, like, a thousand times now. But this goes we the I think the one comedian with like Joe Rogan where it's like when you put something in quotations on a piece of paper, that's not how it actually is. Like you get a bad read or whatever and right. you know. That, that was a Bill Burr one, <laughs> yeah. but, but so it's just like you like you when you put it in perfect quotes with that no context, it just doesn't sound good. No. But I do understand why you gotta get rid of Gruden in this case. First of all, it'd be different if he was five and oh and he was, you know, fourteen and two last year. And you're like, you know what? We're going to give him another chance because he's winning, right? He's winning. Winning eliminates everything. And he's making money. Sales then that, cheers all. But when then, then that you know that all happens, then you go out Sunday and lose to the freaking Bears. Embarrassed by the Bears. Yeah, so that, that's, you know, that, that has something to do with it too. Don't think it doesn't. By a Matt Nagy coach team. I would, yeah. You get beat 20 to 9. Yeah, that's not that's good. That's not a I good look. I would just look. say it's the culmination of everything that is the reason Gruden got fired. Um, but yeah, the world is, it, it's pretty soft. <laughs> it was a soft thing, but it is, I think just a culmination of everything on a work email, that's fireable. Yeah. But I don't think each individual thing, the thing that also bothers me is like when ESPN gets on there, I hate ESPN so much. Yeah, I to, can't stand them. When they get up there and they're like, oh, that this is irrehensible behavior. All right, come on now, <laughs> come on. Do you know how many, what is going on here? Do you know how many guys that are in the NFL right now currently that have or do and have been covered up, like domestic violence, like all that stuff, and nothing? Like nothing? Yeah. Really? Really? Like, uh, it's just like, they love, like the, the, they love to point the finger, but they hate when the finger comes back at them, you know? Yeah, they do. And I'm talking people just like cancel culture in general, and especially ESPN. Like, that, that bugs me a little bit. It just, it, it bugs me a little bit. Um, but it is what it is. Gruden's out of a job. I don't think the Raiders are losing too much. And, you know, we're not here to, to discuss cancel culture and politics. That, that's a discussion for another time. We're here to talk about football. And from a yeah. football standpoint, I'm not sure the Raiders are any worse off. I'm going to be honest with you. Right. But, hey, a little plug here. If you do want, you know, a little more in-depth conversations, you know, a little more We can get into it on the, on the Simply, or uh, the, um... On the, oh God, uh, the issue mic'd up? Jeez. Our subscription platform? Whew. I was thinking of a different podcast I listen to. I'm out of my mind right now. Yeah. Um, go subscribe to the issue mic'd up if you haven't. 
the link can be found on our website, Linktree. You can sign up on through the website, everything. can't you? Yeah. If you go to the website, it, you know, there's a, I have a, there's, I added it in. There's a button now. It says subscribe to the issue mic'd up. There's a big button that says subscribe. If you click that, it's going to take you to a place where you can subscribe. All right. I'm with it. Um, all right. Now, so let's talk about Lamar real quick. Okay. He impressed me a lot. Okay. He's really good. His The first half, I was sitting there thinking, you know what? I think he can't throw the football. I think he looks really bad throwing the football. And then the second half came around, and he started dotting up. He was extremely accurate in the second half. Yeah, boy, he only missed six passes all game. He was 37 for 43. Like, yeah. That's insane. He was extremely accurate. That touchdown pass to Hollywood Brown. Oh, that, that was a bomb. Bat, that shoulder throw. It dropped in right over top of his helmet. Yeah, He's a perfectly placed football. And can I, like, oh, my God. That dude with his feet is insane. insane. The escapability, the being able to make, like, you watch a play, you're like, oh, he's going to get sacked for like five to six. And then he turns it up the field and makes it into like a 15-yard scramble for a game. Yeah. Like, what is going on on this field right now? Lamar looked great, and he played phenomenally from behind. And like really far behind, too. And yeah, that's always was, been the biggest question mark with him. Yeah, the last, I think it was Coward that threw this number out. The last three out of his last seven wins have come from behind. From yep. ten points or more from behind. So like that whole like Lamar can't play from behind narrative, kind of gone. Like he's kind of, he's... Which, that's the thing with Lamar. He might have not, not been the best passer, right? But he's gotten better every single year. I mean, every single year he's gotten better. Yeah. At least at least at throwing the football. And can we not forget the fact that he wins damn near 80% of his games? Over 80% now. He's at like 82%. That's, that's nuts. That's, that's insane. insane. Like, I mean, it, at the end of the day, if your quarterback can do things that nobody else can, continues to get better every year, and wins 80% of his games, what more do you want? You know what I mean? Like, is he supposed to be Peyton Manning? Like, is he supposed to be Tom Brady with his arm and, and play for a thousand years? Like, the dude is really, really good. Like, can we just stop comparing him to, like, Steve Young? Like, oh, he's Steve Young. Okay, well, Steve Young's like a two- or three-time uh, Super Bowl champion, MVP, and one of the best stories of all time. So, um, maybe if we don't want to compare him to him, that'd be sweet, right? Let's just let's just break it down to its most basic components. People and- He's young. He does things that nobody else can do. Physically, even Kyler. No, even Kyler can't do some of this stuff. Yeah. He's young, yeah. does things that nobody else can do. Every single year, sometimes even game to game, he gets significantly better. And he wins 82 to 3% of his games. That's insane. I mean, what? I mean, what? Like, what more do you want? Like, what, what, what else can you do? It's just people and their comparisons. And I hate it. Like, when people were saying that, uh, that Joe Burrow has the eyes of Peyton Manning. He remind his, yeah, like what does that even his mean? His eyes remind me of Peyton Manning. Really? Do that? I mean, I think Joe Burrow is great. Don't get me wrong. They look like I think eyes he's doing to good. me. They look like eyes. I think they look he's like doing normal good, eyes. Yeah. yeah, but I don't see Peyton Manning in his eyes. I don't even see Peyton Manning in his football play. You think? You think Joe Burrow is going to end up being a Peyton Manning? He could. I don't exactly I think, think that's good. T- I don't think that's a good take to say that. Joe Burrow is going to be the next Peyton Manning. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Would be a stretch. I would say, like, Tony Romo was a pretty popular comp going yeah, in. Yeah. I think he's definitely going to be better than Romo. But I'm not sure he's going to be, be that much better than Romo. You it's, know what I mean? Like, yeah. Romo almost got to the Super Bowl. Like, Romo was a good quarterback. It's played a lot man, of playoff games. These comparisons, they, they get insane sometimes. They just get absolutely ridiculous. But uh, I we, think Lamar's a really, really good player. 
Yeah, I think so. As simple as that. Yeah. I mean, played a great second half. Um, don't don't overcomplicate. He's a great player. We will be back for the second segment to go over the rest of the Sunday games and get you a little bit of Steelers news. So don't go anywhere. Hey guys, what's going on? It's the guys over here at the issue. Excited to announce a new supplement opportunity for you guys through Phoenix Fitness, spelled F N X, capital F N and X. Use code TJ2021 when you click the link in our link tree or go to FNX.com. TJ2021. It'll get you 15% off store-wide. Go out and get yourself an AM protein blend. Just drank mine. Orange Dreamsicle. My personal favorite flavor. And then at nighttime, you can recover with their wide variety of BCA amino acid recovery formulas as well with creatine, glutamine, um, nighttime protein blend, it's a PM blend, spice and melatonin in there, put you right to sleep. Go check it out, Phoenix Fitness. Oh, what is up, people? We are back, second segment here on the issue. Do I dare start the second segment with how I do every? Let me check it, let me check, hold on. <laughs> Weather's pretty good here. <laughs> it's like a, a nice 65. It's actually like a, you know almost nighttime we're recording this, which is fairly new. We're usually done by this point. It's usually like recorded and yeah, I had a busy in day. the daylight. It was a busy day. It was a busy day today, even mm. though I had no class. But anyway, sue us. <laughs> you know, I mean, got a great got a great leg day in. It was a good it was a good good workout. I've started to realize you sound like uh, like you know when you're landing in a city and the pilot's like. Uh, we're landing in Pittsburgh. It is a sixty. It's a, nice, it's a nice crisp sixty-three degrees outside with winds out of the southwest. Well, so we don't have a we don't have a camera here. So I'm trying to paint you guys a picture, right? So we're in a nice apartment, right? Yep. Sitting at a desk. We got microphones attached to each end, and a great just, a great Mac desktop right here. We got some bottles of water. I got my protein shake next to me. We got some great soundproof foam here around us. Put up today, by the way. That we just put up, so it sounds a little better today. There you go. And it does. I can tell. I think it sounds Just through the headphones, yeah. you can and tell it that it looks sounds better. sweet. So, it's... I mean, that, I'm painting you guys a picture. There well, you go. Studio number three now. I just this is our third it. studio. I just shaved into a goatee. So, if you run them, you know, you still got the full beard going. Well, you the trimmed good thing it up, is, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the good thing is you have the goatee in the uh, in the cartoon. I do have the goatee in the cartoon. Yeah, it works out pretty well. All right, enough about the weather and my goatee. Let's get into... Let's get into some of the games. <laughs> Let's get into some of the games uh, from Sunday. Recapping the rest. Yeah, actually, you know, while we're here, let's let's do let's go over the major college games, right? So UK at home beats LSU. We knew that would happen. Just had to bet that. Um, A and M beats Alabama. That's a that's a shocker. Didn't expect that to happen, but they do. Um, let's see what other games we say. Oh, so we wanted to bet. We betted Iowa um, over Penn State. Yeah, they we- they won. Uh, we said Syracuse to cover the spread. I said you could bet on them outright. They lost by three, but the spread was like five and a half. So we were right there. Hit there. Um, so did we hit on three of our five college bets? No, we we hit on all of them. Oh, or no, we hit on we hit on four or five because Texas murdered us. That backdoor cover by Oklahoma was brutal, and they should. They were have. set up for a perfect field goal, and Texas <laughs> decided, you know what? Let's let them let's let them walk in from like twenty nine yards out, and uh, so they scored a touchdown, which. Killed the spread. But Arkansas covered. I think it was like a three and a half or four and a half or something like that against Ole Miss. They only lost by one. So, uh, 
Yeah, we hit we hit on college football. It was a good it was a good college football weekend. Um, Ohio State won, Florida State. Or, like, uh, Florida if that's won. not enough reasoning to subscribe to the issue, mic'd up. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, I, that, I don't know. That's some good money on that weekend right there. Hit four or five. Come on now. Um, all right, let's go with the Sunday um, recap. Right, so Atlanta uh, and New York in London. It was in, it was that game in London starting at like nine thirty. What a horrible game! It was just not fun to watch because neither of the teams were enter, entertaining. I thought Matt Ryan played really well though. He played kind of like how Matt Ryan plays. Yeah, uh, thirty three. 33 for 45, 342, two touchdowns, no picks, 110 QBR. Like, that that's a Matt Ryan game. That's what Matt Ryan should do against the Jets. You know what I mean? Right. Kyle Pitts looked like a monster. I think he's going to be – I think he – like, in the, within the next two years, he will be the best tight end in football. I think better than Kittle. I think better than Kelsey. I really do. Yeah. He's a freak of nature. Like he's him? so good. I mean, what is he? He's like 6'7", like 240, runs like a wide receiver – and I but it's big. I don't it's think massive. It, yeah, and I mean, for his sake, I hope he's not in Atlanta long. I mean, maybe or I hope. I just hope Atlanta figures it out. You know what I mean? I hope, I hope Atlanta gets some new juice in there. Right, but I mean, I would just love to see him play for like a a really good team, like a nice, like nice like big a, market team, like, like a, a, like a Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> I could take a nice tight end. Wouldn't mind a good tight end, you know. Who also wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Aaron Rodgers. You know, he was hinting. You know, the other day when he was like, "Oh, I love Mike Tomlin, great coach." He's winking at him on the sidelines. I don't know, yeah. a little flirtatious vibe to him, huh? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like a little flirting Aaron with Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. he had a uh, he had a decent game as long as or as well as Devonte Adams, who had eleven catches for two hundred six yards and a touchdown as they beat the Bengals in OT. We said that the game would be close. It was a very close game. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron played well at 103 QBR. Aaron Jones played well. Overall, it was a good game. If Mason Crosby didn't miss like nine field goals, it would have been way not as close of a game. Yep. But he hit the game winner. That's all that matters. They went 25-22. Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay against Miami. They went 45-17. Tom Brady throws what, like five touchdowns? Because the guy never ages. He looks better today than he did 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> it's true, too. Yeah, five touchdowns, 144 QBR. Leonard Fournette played a decent game. Um, hell, even Blaine Gabbert got some snaps. So, uh, yeah, it was a good weekend for for Tampa Bay. How about Carolina? Absolutely urinates in the bed. I mean, I can't <laughs> I can't say the other words. They were so bad in the second half. They had a fifteen three lead going into half. They lose twenty one to eighteen against the Eagles. Jalen Hurts did not play good football, not even in the slightest. Um, he didn't even eclipse two hundred yards throwing. He had no touchdowns and a pick, sixty three QBR. But you know, at the end of the day, he scored twice with his legs. Did just enough with his legs to keep him in the football game. Give credit where credit's due. He won the game. You know what I mean? He he found a way to win. It's not always pretty. 21-18, Philly beats Carolina. You hear that, Dallas fans? Sometimes your quarterback stats don't, don't equate matter. to wins. So, yep, yep. Which, I mean, I feel like lately, Dallas, they've been more balanced. We'll get to that. We'll yeah, get to that. I just like to rip Dallas when I can. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> They're such an easy target because they get so upset. I know. All right. How about New Orleans beats Washington? I thought Washington was going to put up a better fight. Their defense is horrendous. It really isn't. I, like... I, I'm confused. They lost pretty much nobody. They still have Ron Rivera, who's a really good defensive coach, and they're still really, really bad. They're getting cooked. Their secondary is what the problem they are is. Awful. Jameis Winston threw for four touchdowns. Yeah, I mean it's going to start getting really hard to. I, I was giving Washington a lot of love early this season. I was too. I, I like Washington. But they're two and three. They can't stop a nosebleed. Taylor Heineke went no touchdowns, two picks. Uh, Forty-eight QBR is not going to cut it. Uh, no. That under fifty percent completion percentage. Yep. That ain't going to do. That ain't going to do. And I was out here saying last week. I think Heineke's not the real deal, but I think he's closer to the real deal than people give him credit for. 
I'm not sure about that. Eight touchdowns, five picks. Not good. All right, how about um, let's go with Tennessee dismantles Jacksonville 37-19. Could have spotted that coming. Um, Trevor Lawrence continues to turn the football over. One touchdown, one pick. That brings his total for the year to six touchdowns, eight picks. I get he doesn't have a lot to work with. That doesn't mean you have to throw it to the other team. Um, even if your guys are bad, it does not mean you have to give the football away. Yep. There is an option to throw the football away. He is a fairly mobile guy. You can run. Not great. Not great. He did run in the touchdown, but uh, not uh, not a lot of bright spots. That game was pretty boring. It was a Derrick Henry show. Um, he had 130 yards rushing and not a whole lot else to talk about there. Yeah. Detroit. Oh, God. They might be the best 5-0-5 or 0 and 5 team, though. That's the thing. They keep losing close, but that also tells me that they don't really know how to win, and I'm not sure Dan Campbell knows how to win. You know what I mean? You can't keep blundering this many games in the fourth quarter and me just be like, oh, bad luck. <laughs> like, no, at some point it's like you got to start winning some of these football games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I do feel for them a little bit because they only left like 30 seconds on the clock for, for Kirk Cousins, which I, I like Kirk, but you're never like, oh, you know what, I think – we should probably run the clock out more so Kirk Cousins doesn't burn us with 30 seconds left. Yeah. Nobody in the in their right minds ever said that. You're like, oh, 30 seconds left, Kirk Cousins will be fine. You know, they, we've held him to 16 points all game. I think we'll be good. Of course, Kirk, in 30 seconds, drives him down the field, sets him up for, field, for a field goal. They win the football game, 19-17. Um, that, that's one of those wins for Minnesota. You're like, you, you, we'll take it. We'll take it. They're 2-3 and three now. On a little bit of an upswing, you'll take it. Yeah. New England. Um, a little bit of a fourth quarter late late game comeback from New England, who was down early, like early. They scored ten in the fourth um, to beat Houston twenty five twenty two. Bill Belichick was like, "Yeah, that's 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 a good win." Um, I was watching his presser. He was very impressed with Matthew Judon on the defensive side, who's been a really good uh, pickup for them as a pass rusher from the Raiders or not Raiders. I'm sorry, Ravens. We've had to deal with him as a Steelers fan for a while. Oh man, good to get him doing to uh, to New England. They played good football. Um, I don't like Mac Jones turning it over once, but at the end of the day, he did play really well in the fourth quarter. They had four straight scoring drives. You like to see that. Yeah, you do. And, uh, I mean, a Bill Belichick coach team is just already at such an advantage. Yeah, you expect that. Just walking into the freaking stadium. Yep. Um, All right, how about Cleveland? Oof. They got fleeced with a P.I. call late. Did you see that? It was bad. Um I don't the think, officiating wasn't good this weekend. I don't think I didn't see that. It wasn't good this weekend, but um, yeah, Cleveland got a little bit hosed. I didn't see it, but I did see. I didn't see it live. I should say I did see um, a video of it. But at the end of the day, like I think the better football. It was so they're so evenly matched. Forty-seven, forty-two. Though the Chargers win. Justin Herbert is now. He is not the future. He is. He's the now. Oh, yeah. you, we were saying um, that he might be good this year and might be the good next year, maybe the year after he might be finally like an MVP. No, this guy's good now. Like, he is MVP level right now. And we'll get to that coming up, too, in our quarterback tiers. That will be reflected. Four touchdowns, no picks, runs in the touchdown as well, 122 QBR, no turnovers. I mean, what are you – That it's not supposed to look that easy. Um, on the other side, Baker looked like Baker does in these shootouts. Um, a little bit of an observer. 23 for 32, 305 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. I like, look, I'm not trying to rip on him. That was a good game for Baker. 123 QBR. That's a good game. But, oh, it's just so overshadowed when you have that guy on the other side. You have Herbert on that side. makes Baker look not good. Yeah, especially so, when you have such a big guy on that other 
sideline as opposed to, I, it doesn't make much of a difference, but it does make a difference in who you have leading your team. When you have a big 6'5", uh, Justin Herbert standing on one sideline, and then a barely 6-foot yeah. Baker Mayfield who is, like you said, a little bit an observer and more of a truck or a yeah. trailer than a truck. Yeah. Um, I think Coward was talking about it. He's, you know, at the end of the day, they have not picked up Baker's fifth-year option, right? So they're making decisions on him right now. Like, they're still thinking about what they want to do with Baker Mayfield. That coach didn't draft Baker. That GM didn't draft Baker. They have no ties to him. They have no ties to Baker. So they have no problem moving off him. They don't look bad at all. The owner's not going to move off the coaches because they move off a guy that they didn't draft. He's going to understand. So Baker has to play well. And the thing is, in the next, like, six or seven weeks— He's playing all guys like around his age. Here, I'll pull up the Brown schedule. Let's talk about this for a second. Hold up, I'm getting there. Right, so they just played Justin Herbert around the same age, right, as Baker, young quarterback. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's even worse because Herbert has less starts than Baker. And then you're going to have Kyler Murray this week. Could get ugly. Then you'll have Teddy Bridgewater, so that doesn't really count. Big Ben, that's not going to count. But then you have Joe Burrow, Mac Jones. Jared Goff, who Jared Goff's even more experienced, and he could still outplay Baker. And then you have Lamar by Lamar. You have to play well in those games. Like, you have to play well in those games against your contemporaries. It's not like you're going, oh, you know, Derek Carr, who's been in the league for longer, has like 100 starts under his belt, outwitted him, you know, had a good drive at the end because he's a veteran quarterback. That's different. That's different. But when Justin Herbert, who has 19 NFL starts, comes in there on his 20th start makes you look bad... That's not a good look. When Kyler comes into your place next week, and, and and I think I actually might have picked Cleveland. But anyway, when Kyler outplays him, that's, you know what I mean? Like, he has to play well in these games. When Joe Burrow outplays you, that's not a good look. Right, and and the big has, thing with it, too, is this team and organization is watching Baker to see, like, these quarterbacks that he's playing, these younger ones that are coming up, it's going to be, okay, you're going to have to be able to beat these guys at some point in your career because you're going to be playing against them for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it's like you're, Herbert's going to be there for a long time. It's not like a Tom Brady game where it's like, okay, he's going to be out of the league in three to five years. Yeah, and right? it's also it's like you also think of it – I was going to say something. I forget now. I hate when that happens. Yeah, that's tough. Oh, my God. It was so good, too. It was a great take. <laughs> it was a great take. Huh. But yeah, you're going to have to beat these guys for the foreseeable future. So it's either you prove that you can do it. Oh, right. I got it right now. <laughs> he's got a better offensive line, better weapons, and usually a better defense than all these teams he's playing. Why well, go through? He is equal to weapons as Arizona, but he's got a better offensive line and he's got a better defense. He's got a, more, a better coach probably as of right now too. Yeah. We're still a little eh, on Cliff Kingsbury. He's got a better offensive line than Joe Burrow, that's for sure. Like, he's got better everything than all these teams. So he has to win and win well. I mean, play well. And not just win, but also play better than the quarterback on the other sideline. Because right now they're your competition. Okay? Like, Cleveland is waiting. They're not – they're looking for a reason to move off of you, Baker. They are. They're looking for a reason. Don't give them a reason to move off. Yeah. Um, All right, how about let's go with Chicago beats the Las Vegas Raiders 20-9. Justin Fields, you know, looked okay. He looked good. Only had 111 yards, but he did. They did. They see. My thing is, they didn't use him enough on the ground. He only had three carries for four yards. That's not how that should be. Yeah. So he went 12 for 20, 111 yards, a touchdown, no picks, 92 QB. Look, that's fine. It's his first start. I'll take it. Right. Yeah. Whose stat line did we predict? 
We predicted Trey Lance's. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, but the Raiders simply just turned the ball over too much. They couldn't get anything going against that defense is what it is. All right, how about let's get to that game now. Arizona and the San Francisco 49ers. The Arizona Cardinals win 17-10 at home. Trey Lance looked okay, I guess. I don't know. I like that they used him on the ground a lot. 16 carries for 89 yards. He was easily their lead running back. Um, no touchdowns on the ground. No touchdowns to the air, though. He did have a pick. So he went 15 for 29, 192 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. You looking at their stats? Who was closer? It's hard to tell. How how many rushes for how many yards? 16 for 89. Okay. Let me see. I was closer passing. I guess I was like slightly closer rushing on the yardage, but you were better on the attempts. I was better on the com- or like the completions and the attempts. I was, I see. I was closer on the completion percentage. I think, but you were closer on the yards. The and number. he did, yeah. The attempts and, and yeah. the... Uh, anyway, um, Lance played fine. Just another win for me say, this week. Yeah, whatever. All right, I, let's move off that game. All right, how about let's go Dallas beats the Giants 44-20. to 20. The Giants look really bad. They continue to look so terrible. Yeah. Um, they, they could end up being like three and whatever this year. I mean, they're a bad football team, point blank. They don't really do anything well. They don't run the football. Daniel Jones is good, but he's not special. Their offensive line is really bad. Their defense is getting shredded this year. Like, they don't do anything well. The they coaching don't. staff isn't really coaching them up all that well, uh, it looks like. It just it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Well, and the thing is, they've been looking better every single week, too, except for this week. Like, this week, it looks like they took about 10, ten steps, steps backwards, backwards yeah. like, from where they were. And I get the injuries, but it's like, oh, my God, you played so bad, like, so bad. Like On the flip side, though, Dallas looked good. I mean, as long as you don't make too many mistakes in that game, yeah, you yeah, win. that was, that was game you know that they're I mean? supposed to win. Um, all right, how about Buffalo dismantles Kansas, uh, Kansas City? We knew that that was going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh, Buffalo's a better football team right now. Josh Allen's an MVP candidate. Mahomes is not playing good enough football. Point blank, he had two picks, a seventy-one QBR. That's just not going to. That's not going to cut it. That's just not going to cut it. I'm sorry, but nope. uh, and he was their leading rusher. Like, come on, you have to run the football a little bit. All right, but that's our uh, that's, that's our review of Sunday. Um, so let's now dive a little bit deeper on the Steelers. Right. So you were there. You got to see most of it. I watched most of it as well. Yeah. Najee looked really good. He did. Claypool looked good. Ben looked competent. I don't want to say he looked good. He looked competent though. Well, he and had the defense his flashes. looked good as well. He had his flashes. Yeah. Um, ben through the air. Uh, there were a couple throws that he made where it was just like everybody in the stadium was like, oh, my God. Like, he got booed, like, twice. Yeah, I, I saw that. There was there was a throw where we were driving, actually. And we were on, like, our – we were on their 30, about to get into the red zone. And, I mean, he had kind of all day in the pocket. Like, it was one of the only plays that I saw our offensive line really hold up. And he drops back. He has all this time. Scans, scans, scans. Wait, to, wait till there's somebody in his face to throw the football, and then just kind of loops it over the middle, and it goes right in and out of the hands of the, out of the middle. I linebacker. saw that. I, I like, saw that. That should have been a pick. Like, who'd you throw that to, man? Yeah. That went, that, there was not a stealer in the area. Yeah, that he threw was bad. it right into the guy's shoulder, right into his chest. I was like, wow, you you better be lucky. That guy has never learned how to catch a day in his life, apparently. Yeah. And, and so that's one. Not too bad though. 
Other than that, I mean, he had a great dot to, to Claypool in the end zone. Yeah. He made a couple nice throws. Deep to uh, Johnson. Right. De- Deontay Johnson. Stretched. Late, or, uh, early in the game, but a long shot. It was a nice. Stretched nice. the field a little bit better than he has, which honestly is a good sign against a Denver Broncos defense who isn't all that bad. Like, how did it take him this long to figure out? And how was this? How the, we should throw the ball downfield a little bit. And how is this the game that you, yeah, that the Broncos you choose are good to do defense. that? They're good defense. I'm it's sorry, weird, but yeah. I don't know if they had a matchup thing that they liked there. I, they they might have because Claypool did have a game. Yeah, he was on my bench. Fancy, tell me about it. That was rough. Deontay looked good as well. Oh, Juju, yeah. until he got hurt, was playing pretty well too. But that, which by the way, I think he's out for the season. He out just had season. surgery on his shoulder. Yeah, I don't know what exactly happened. They haven't said anything. It's like I oh, had a shoulder injury. Got surgery. Out for the year. It's like actually information like we saw the play too like hockey where it's like lower body injury yeah, oh sweet that's awesome thanks thanks for this <laughs> yeah, i love the specifics for, on that thanks. thanks for being so specific yeah. yeah he uh it was like a weird like swing lateral like jet sweep type of deal and he just gets the ball and i didn't even think it looked that bad i mean it was just a regular tackle and then he just, just didn't get up or something yeah and i was like get up yeah <laughs> but i'm glad no. I, i'm glad the surgery went well though he posted a picture on instagram like thumbs up or whatever so yeah. that's cool overall though i mean pretty good game for the steelers they finally looked like they were a little bit competent on offense defensively kind of scared me a little bit i mean towards the end you I, this happens to the steelers you have to be aggressive like pin your ears back like pin your ears back and go like i don't i don't get it you know what i mean like you have a lead like that's what you do with a lead you don't have to sit back and play prevent you have the best one of the best pass rushes in the league go, go get, get the quarterback that's what you pay T.J. Watt for right there. Go get him. Like, why are we dropping back so much? Come on, go get him. Let's go. Step on their throats. Yeah, yeah. So that's I, how you win. You step on their throats. Come on. I agree, guys. I was going to try to tweet more, um, but, the you know, the connection in Heinz Field is just so god-awful. It's so bad. Um, I was able to get that tweet out, though, that said, you know, uh, T.J. Watt is worth every single penny. Um, yeah, that yeah, is true. That's evident. Right. Yeah. He, he doesn't just uh, – I mean, it, it, it's – he adds to the momentum. He completely changes the atmosphere and the feel of the game. It's not about putting up points all the time or, or sacks. I mean, this dude is in the face of the quarterback almost, almost every every, every throw. Yeah, It's insane. Uh, T.J. Watt is 100% worth all the money that the, the Steelers dished out to him. Uh, glad they got that figured out. But uh, that's about all we have for this segment. We will be back with our quarterback tiers in the third segment and give you our Thursday predictions and our Sunday and Monday predictions. So don't go anywhere. What's up, guys? It's the uh, boys here from The Issue. We just wanted to give the guys over at Rockville a formal shout-out. Yeah, they are fantastic. They have everything from lighting to audio for your car, your boat, and power sports, along with, you know, that's even where we got our new equipment for the studio. Yeah, no, absolutely. For some great equipment, um, hit up Rockville Audio. Check out their great prices um, for all your audio, uh, podcast, microphone needs. We are back, second segment. Oh my god, it's the third segment. I'm so used to saying second segment. Yeah, it is the third. Third segment, third segment. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Looks at me, asks if he's going to lead it back in. And I and then I screw it up. And then messes it up right off the rip. Um, third she, segment of the issue. Yeah, you do it, you do it. All right, ready, ready? Yeah, what's up, guys? Okay, it's the third segment of the issue. That's better, that's better, that's better. You know, we have a, a pretty fun segment. Our third segments are usually pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, we got our QB tiers coming up first, and little Thursday night predictions up second, and then to finish off the show, 
Hit you with a little Sunday NFL Monday, yeah. predictions. We'll, just do the, yeah. we'll do the predictions. We'll just do them all together. Week you know? six. We'll just say week six, week predictions, six predictions for the NFL. There it is. Because we're getting all of them. I don't know why we'd even divide it up at the Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Because, I, I mean, we're just it doing just it all. It just helps us think. It just, yeah. yeah. So. Well, without further ado. Yeah, let's go. Let's, let's go with our, our quarterback tier. So, of those of you who maybe, maybe just started listening this season, right? Maybe saw us and you're like, oh, that might be good for the NFL, right? That's fine. Cool. Well, you weren't, you weren't an original. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. fine. No, it's fine. Look, if you I didn't really start appreciate, in 2020, first of all, no, seriously, seriously, I appreciate anyone listening. Seriously. But, so let's recap. So our tier one, what do we say? What they were called? They were the game, game changers. changers. Like, these are the guys that, so first of all, let's also set that this is for the first five weeks of this season. Yeah. Only this Just season. Just this season. So we're all clear. The first <laughs> five weeks of this season has nothing to do with last season it doesn't matter that big ben won two super bowls he's not in these because he's terrible right so this season yep five games that's it let's start so tier one is the game shares these are the guys that like quite literally change the game like you have a polar different outcome if these guys are here like for example stafford stafford's in tier two because he's a baller that dude can absolutely make all the throws but when they when the Rams traded for him and got rid of Jared Goff, their win total went up by a half win in Vegas. Like their their over under win total went up by a half win. Yeah. Like so, it's like he's not he's not worth all that much, right? Right. Now if Kyler left, we'll start we'll start. So tier one, Kyler is number one. If he left the Cardinals, they'd be in shambles. That wouldn't be a team. They'd be Colt McCoy leading that team. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> I mean, that, that that would they would be screwed. So, so Kyler Murray would be our number one. I think right now him. He's up there in the MVP candidate. So basically, all these four guys, these are the the, the MVP guys, right? These right. are the guys where you think, oh, so far that that's my MVP right there. They got a good shot at it. Absolutely. So Kyler is, is up there. I, I think you'd be kind of crazy to not think that. First of all, his team's undefeated. He is one of the most valuable players. Like I said, if you took him off that team, they're just not the same team because their offensive line is not that great. So him being super mobile is huge. Is huge. Yeah. Now he does have some help with some insane weapons. They're getting a pass rush this year, which is helping his defense get him the ball more. Um, but Kyler Murray's insane. I mean, he is just absolutely dynamic. He rips it up. Um, well, let me hold up. Let me pull up his official stats for everybody here. I know everybody likes us to be official, you know. What's well, funny you ask? Kyler Murray has 1,500 yards, which is sixth in the league. He's got 10 touchdowns, four picks. Um, he's also ran in three more touchdowns. So. He's looking good. That's a, that's a really good player. Oh, yeah. All right, how about number two? Let's go Josh Allen. I like that. I mean, did anyone just see what he did? He dismantled and outplayed Mahomes in Arrowhead. Um, outside that first week, Josh Allen has rebounded really nicely. He's got 12 touchdowns, two picks. Um, that's probably one of the best ratios in the league. He's also ran for two more touchdowns, so he's got 14 total touchdowns and only two picks. Um, I'd say the, the Bills right now are playing the best football, even though – um, Arizona is undefeated. I would say the Bills are the best team in football right now. I think um, the, the, they're, they're playing really well. I expected them to go into the Arrowhead and win. I didn't expect that. And did you see Josh Allen's hurdle? You're not supposed to be able to do that at, at what, 6'6? Six, six? Yeah. That's not supposed to happen. You're not he supposed to be 6'6, like, six, six, 250 and do that. He looked like Tyree Kale right there. Yeah, you're not supposed to be able to. You, that, that was a Saquon Barkley play, and you're 6'6, six, six, 250. That, that just insane. doesn't happen. That's insane. And also, a guy that just is not supposed to be this good, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is 100% a Tier 1 quarterback right now. Yeah. You, you're out of your mind to think not. A number three in the league, obviously. That's what we have him at. And, I mean, I don't think that's let's look, so let's, too high whatsoever. If anything, I mean, that might even be a little bit of a knock on him. I, I think right let's now. Let's look at his stats. I mean, he's insane. He 
what more do you want from the guy? Second year, they've already fired his head coach, right? Like last year, he's already so he's already on his second coach, his second staff. They they came in with the statistical worst offensive line in football, and he's a beast. Thirteen touchdowns, three picks. He's ran in another touchdown. What more do you want from the guy? I mean, he's so good. He's so good. He's six six. He can move. Um, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He doesn't fumble the football almost ever. And he's so young. He's so young. Twenty starts. Twenty. Not. Not. All right, uh, number it's, four. It's, it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady at his old age. <laughs> I mean, it, you'd be kind of crazy to say anything that these. If you're like, oh, he's not old. No, Tom Brady's old. He's like forty something. That's he's 40, old. He's forty four. That's old, right? Oh well, he just put up 144 QBR against with the Dolphins, who were supposed to have a good defense, huh? So he's got almost 1,800 yards passing, which is, I believe, tops in the league. He's number one in the league in passing yards. He's number two in touchdowns. Oh, and by the way, he's ran another touchdown. So he's 16 total touchdowns, two picks, no fumbles. Um, his team is four and one. That's a good football team. That's the Super Bowl favorite. Uh, Tom Brady. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that rounds out our game changers category. Now we drop down into the ballers. So these, these are the guys that you know need a little bit of help from the team, but they're still you know top of the league. Yeah, they just need a little bit of help. Like, the, for example, I would say Mahomes. Now, if Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are not there, Mahomes is not the same quarterback. Quite quite simply, I think Mahomes right now is a tier two quarterback. Now, is he going to be a tier one quarterback about ninety percent of his career? Absolutely. But right now, currently, as it stands. He's a tier two guy. After five weeks of football, yes. They're two and three. He has, turns the ball over way too much. He's got six picks. He's got a couple fumbles. That's just not going to play. That doesn't work. That can't happen. Um, they're just not scoring enough points, to be honest with you. 20 points against the Bills defense is just not going to do it. They're just not going to do it. Um, all right, how about let's go with Aaron Rodgers. I can't unsee that week one, so I think that's why he's in tier two. But they have won four straight. He looked good last week, but against the Bengals, I expect a little bit more pop. I don't need the two touchdowns. One pick is a little underwhelming for me. Still good. Still good. Played a good football game. Definitely a Tier 2 guy. Could definitely move up to Tier 1, though. He's another one like Mahomes. Could definitely be a Tier 1 guy. Yeah. Definitely needs help, though. Without Devontae Adams, he had 209 yards. There's no number two on that team. Nobody. Yeah. So, uh, Aaron Rodgers. The third guy in this category, Lamar Jackson. Um, I think he is quickly ascending towards the Tier 1. This is a fluctuating system, by the way, guys. Um, this is very dynamic. This is fluid. If Lamar goes out there the next five weeks, because we're going to do this every five weeks, and then the last period will be seven weeks. Mm. If he goes out the next five weeks and balls out, I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's the, yeah. Um, but Lamar Jackson right now, he's becoming not prolific as a passer, but very, very good. Oh, yeah. He's becoming above average as a passer, and we know he's already elite with his legs. It's becoming a, a, a pretty deadly combo. And, now and he's doing it with guys. First of all, his first round wide receiver's out. Rashad Bateman's out. He doesn't have. He didn't have good weapons to start with, to begin with. Cluster injuries at running back. He's missing his Pro Bowl left tackle. Like, what more do you want from the guy? He's playing with backups, and he's doing really well. Let's and, see what his stats are for the year. Go ahead. And, I mean, adding on the fact that now we don't have to worry about and wonder if he's a guy that can play from behind and handle adversity. We've seen him do it this week. He did it phenomenally, and you said the coward talked about it. Saying his last three wins have come from behind. Or three out of his last seven, yeah. Three of his last seven, yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, he's 10 total touchdowns, three picks on the year. That's that, that, That'll play. I'll take it. Um, all right, moving on here. I would say, oh, we have two, two more guys in this tier. Let's go with Dak Prescott. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, they've won four straight since losing to... The only team they've lost to is, is Brady and the Bucks, who are, again, Super Bowl favorites at home. Uh, you know, and I think Dallas outplayed them for most of the game. Like, no. Dallas was very neck-and-neck neck with... with uh, Tampa Bay. And let's not forget this was the game to start the season and Dak was coming back from an injury and uh, there, there was a lot of factors that went into that. Look, he's playing well. 13 touchdowns, 3 picks. 10th um, in the league in passing. That's kind of where I said Dak is, is about, you know, the 6th to the 10th quarterback, right? You know? He's somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah, you could even argue back towards 12. Uh, but I think Zeke's playing really good football right now, which complements Dak nicely. Um, Trayvon Diggs is getting him the ball back with a short field. So, you know, Dak's been capitalizing on those opportunities. I think he's he's been playing really well. All right, well, let's go with Matt Stafford. Uh, I think Matt Stafford's been a little inconsistent for my taste, but you can't deny the fact that he's been good. He's been good enough to, to earn him spot in a baller category. Um, 12 touchdowns, three picks, <laughs> that'll play. That'll play. 100%. Um, he's third in the league in passing yards. Uh, Cooper Cup and him have a really good connection, which that helps. So that gives me faith in him to stay in this category. Um, I'm not sure he'll move up. I really don't. I, 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 I'll need to see him absolutely go off and go like 15 touchdowns, no picks for the next five games to move him up. But right now, he's definitely a, a solidified Tier 2 quarterback. I don't think there's any debate that he would move down. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And then um, rounding out the last. In no, that's this, it. That's yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, so now moving into the third category, we have our above-average Joes. These are the guys that are still top half of the league, <clears throat> but instead of needing one or two things to go their way, they kind of need more of an army behind them, right? They need yeah. their they need their whole supporting cast, but there's still guys that are getting the job done, getting wins. As soon as I say them, you'll be like, oh, yeah. So, for the first one, Derek Carr. Like, yeah, absolutely. Derek Carr is the 10th-ish best quarterback in the league. But Derek Carr needs an offensive line. You saw what he can't... Like I said, that offensive line looks off. It just quite simply looks off. Mm -hmm. You can't win with that offensive line right now. But when that offensive line is playing well, his weapons are getting open, Darren Waller's playing well, he's a really good quarterback. Right. He can make all the throws, but he needs a clean pocket to make all the throws from. Um, So that's why I would say he's a Tier 3 guy. For him to be a Tier 2 guy, I need him to be... I need him to win more on his own. You know what I mean? I yeah. need him to get sacked six times but still win put up great numbers. You know right. what I mean? Which is hard to do. I'm not saying that that's like an easy thing to do, but it's something that Herbert could do. Right. You know, and it's something why, that Stafford could do. And that's why those guys are in the upper categories and in the upper tiers. Yeah. Um, Joe Burrow. I would say Joe Burrow at this point in his career is a, a tier three guy. Um, if you have any doubts about, you know, where a guy belongs, put him up against a guy above him and say, do I feel good about him winning this football game? So Joe Burrow against... Dak, Stafford, Lamar, Rodgers, or Mahomes. Do I feel good about him going into any of those games? Not really. Not really. I don't, I, I don't feel great about that. Um, now, also compare him to guys in his own category. Would I feel good about him going up against, you know, Carr, Cousins, and Darnold? Yeah, that, that seems right to me. Yeah. You know, so I'd say Joe Burrow belongs there. Um, so you already heard the last two, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins been playing pretty good football, um, but he's not, he's not winning enough. Two and three is just not going to cut it. For me, and when you when you don't play super well against the Lions, it makes me question it. Oh, a lot. Um, so he was playing well at the beginning of the year and then putting up some decent stat lines, just not winning enough for me to move up and uh, needs to do better against you know teams like the Lions. Yeah, I agree. And how about Sam Darnold? Maybe. I know he played really, really bad in the second half of this week, but don't have recency bias. He is second in the league in rushing touchdowns. He's got 11, 11 touchdowns, five picks. Um, or six picks, I'm sorry. So that's not great. That's not great. Then again, Mahomes has six picks, so, you know, it's okay. He can come back. I like that they were 3-0 to start the year. A little bit of a rocky start. Let's see how he handles adversity. This is one to keep your eye on. I think right now he's definitely in Tier 3. But 
you, that could change very quickly. Next week he comes out, and they're now 0-3 in their last three. If he loses next week, he plays bad again. Uh, it's not great. You know, we, we still have another five weeks to make a judgment call on him, but right now I think he's clinging on to Tier 3. I think he's hanging on by a thread. Yeah, I agree. I do. That is our quarterback tier, so I would say you could argue, you could you could deduct that our top 10 quarterbacks would go Kyler, Allen, Herbert, Brady as your top four. You're getting in and then Mahomes, um, Rodgers, Lamar, Dak, and Stafford to round out the top nine. Carr as 10, Burrow, Cousins, and Darnold as 11, 12, and 13. It's a good rough estimate there. I would say Darnold, you know, yeah. you could argue he's 14, 15. I could hear that argument. But, uh, yeah, that, that is our quarterback tiers, your g- game changers, ballers, and average above average Joes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Above average Joes. We had a little twist on that there. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, so let's get in. Let's do some predicting. It is about that time. Let's get our Thursday uh, predictions in. So Thursday, I think that that has the potential to be a route. You have the <laughs> Buccaneers traveling to Philadelphia. They're six and a half point favorites. I like the Bucks. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I'm not sure what else to say. I don't think the Eagles have it. I don't think Jalen Hurts is that guy. I think Tom Brady is that guy. Yep. All right, how about let's go Green Bay or Chicago. We both like Green Bay. Um, Aaron Rodgers. That's all we have to say. Yeah. Um, now let's go to the Rams and the Giants. We both like the Rams. I got burned on the Giants last week. Won't make that mistake twice. They're abysmal. They can't play. Um, they're going to be a 3-4 to four win team. Contrary to what we thought at the beginning of the year, they're not a good football team. The Rams win that pretty easily. Um, Minnesota-Carolina, we're split on this one. You like Minnesota. I like Carolina. I think they bounce back a little bit. Um, you know Matt Rule is going to be full-blown pissed. Like, you don't blow that game to the Eagles. Like, that just you can't do that. Right. Right. Darnold's going to come out with a vengeance. I think they win that game. Um, it's at home. I like that. That's some pretty serious humidity down there and uh you got minnesota going down there that could be cramp weather yeah i'm not sure what the temp's supposed to be it's it is getting into you know october now but you know you never know those southern states they can have some humidity around this time i know tampa is kind of brutal right now hey i mean lexington i'm getting ready to travel there i checked out the weather you know looking for things to throw in the bag it's going to be 83 there and it's in lexington and and it's october so you know you get down even further into the carolinas you get near the coast you get closer to the coast a little humidity you never know so I, i i do like carolina at home in that game all right, uh, how about let's go Cincinnati and Detroit. Now, I was thinking Detroit a little bit here. Yeah, you were. Because they've lost so poorly, not even poorly, but they've lost in such unfortunate fashions the last couple of weeks, and for all pretty much almost all five of their games. Dan Campbell cries at the podium, right, this past week. That team is going to play harder than, I, than you've seen a team play in a long time. I think the issue is if they... If Cincinnati wins that game against the against um Detroit, no, no, no. If Cincinnati won last oh, week against Green last Bay, week. yeah, they'd have an emotional letdown. I think Cincinnati's going to be just as pissed that they didn't win because mm-hmm. they should have won, and they could have won. They're going to be just as mad that they didn't get that upset against Green Bay. I think they come out and play just as hard, and I, I think they just have a better roster. We both like Cincy, yeah. All right, another one we're split on here: Arizona and Cleveland. I believe. Yeah, so you like Arizona. I think um, – so one of the reasons I'm taking um, Cleveland in this is just because, look, Arizona's not going to go undefeated. We know that. And so you're going to have to start picking some losses at some point for them. Right. And I think Cleveland's a pretty good team. At the end of the day, like – so my thinking is Arizona, That's a, that was a tough, tough division game against San Fran. Then you travel across the country to Cleveland. It's a 405 game, so it's not like they're, you know – 
playing at one o'clock, which feels more like ten o'clock their time, right? Which is brutal. No one starts at the game at ten o'clock. Yeah. But I just don't like that. That's just tough, tough division game coming across country, playing a physical Cleveland team. Has recipe for disaster written all over. I like Cleveland. You like Arizona. Yeah, I do like Arizona. Um, you know, I was trying to think what are the, some of the what are some of the things that could um, you know push Cleveland to winning? Because I was right off the bat, I think Arizona. But then the way I go about it is okay. So let's find let's play devil's advocate. Why wouldn't they win? So I started thinking about Cleveland's run game. Well, yeah, that's about their strongest point. I wouldn't say Cleveland's passing game is you know. I wouldn't say you, I, you, don't game, you don't game plan for Baker. Right. You so know what I mean? It's going to be Cleveland's run game. What does Arizona do really well? They, they good, shut down the run. Well, they have a good front seven. So they just they get to, they get after the passer and they shut down the run, yeah. If you can shut down the run and you can force Baker to play a, a very pass-heavy game like we've seen him have to play in the past, it, it seems like every single time Cleveland goes up against a team that has any bit of a front seven – uh, Baker's dropping back 58 times, and it's going to get ugly. That's kind of how I see this game going. Yes, it was a physical game last week in division. I think it's going to be a very physical game this week. And I do see them dropping one soon, but I see it being after this week. I like Arizona. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't, you know, I, I don't like blame you. I don't think it's a crazy pick at all. I mean, they're undefeated. Yeah. But I, 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 I like, I like uh, Cleveland. All right, well, let's go Miami at Jacksonville. We both like Miami. Um, Jacksonville sucks. This is in London as well. Yeah, this one's in London. Uh, London. Uh, yeah, Jacksonville sucks. Urban Meyer can't coach. Um, Trevor Lawrence looks like he forgot how to play football. Moving on. Um, the <laughs> Chargers and the Ravens. You like the Chargers. I like the Ravens. I just think the Ravens, that, that was a great win last week. I think they're going to be amped up and ready to go. Also, you could say the same for the Chargers, though, so... I think it's going to be one of those games. It's going to be close. This That's going to be it's going to be just as good as like Cleveland and and uh, and uh, L.A. from last week. And I think Cleveland and Arizona, and then the Chargers and Baltimore. And Baltimore. Those are the two best games this week. I um, think so. Let's. I mean, looking through. No, there's not the a lot of other games. ones. Yeah, I mean, there's going to there's a potential to be a lot of routes. Um, I would say Seattle and Pittsburgh if Russ was playing, but Russ isn't. So yeah, I would say there's not a lot of great games. Let's get that. We're gonna get to that one next now, or no? We'll go with Casey and Washington here. Sounds good. Um, we both like Casey. Washington's kind of been disappointing. Their defense is horrendous, and they're gonna get exposed big time. I think it could be a shootout though, because I think Heineke could put up some points against Casey because they're pretty bad. But I just don't think Washington has the defense to keep mm-hmm. pace. Yeah. All right, let's go with Houston and Indianapolis. We both like Indianapolis. They're 10-point favorites. That's going to be a no-brainer. They're going to go absolutely demolish Houston. That could be a three-touchdown game. All right, how about Denver and Vegas? Uh, Vegas travels to Denver. This one we are also split on. You like Vegas. I'm going to go with Denver again. I'm going to give them a second chance. If they burn me again, they're going to become the Falcons where I don't touch them, no matter who they play. So I'll go with Denver. I'll go with Denver. I think this – all the distractions, new coach this week. I'm just not sure about Vegas. A new coach and having to play that defense on the road, I just that doesn't that doesn't sit well with me. The only reason I like it is because of honestly Darren Waller. I like Waller a lot. I think when he's on, like we said uh, during the quarterback tiers, Derek if Waller Carr can get open. Derek Carr is a extreme is. Way better of a quarterback when Darren Waller is on his game. Man, no, Derek Carr, you could argue Derek Carr is a top six quarterback when he's playing well. I mean, look at the first three weeks of the year. He was top six in every stat category. Yeah. So I don't think it's a crazy take to say if he's healthy and everyone's healthy and everyone's playing well, 
that he's a top six quarterback. Now that's if, because that doesn't happen every time, right? That's the difference between, again, a truck and a trailer. Yep. He has a big if. Herbert doesn't have as big of an if. So I, I would say um, I, I get what you're coming from there. All right, let's go Dallas and New England. We both like Dallas. Uh, I don't think New England's just – I just mm, no, no chance. <laughs> All right, how about let's go Seattle and Pittsburgh. Geno Smith getting the start for Seattle. I like oh, Pittsburgh man. to yeah. absolutely eat him alive. That defense is just going to – yeah, they're going to swarm. It's not going to look too uh, pretty for Seattle, especially traveling all the way across country to come play a primetime game at Heinz Field. I just don't see that ending well for Geno Smith. 820 <laughs> Sunday night football, that's going to be a good game. And finally, the Monday night football game, we have the Bills at the Titans. The Bills are playing the best football in the league right now. I don't think that changes. I think the Titans are fairly mediocre. Um, I think the Bills win by about a touchdown, 10, 10, maybe 13 points. I think it could be almost a two-touchdown game. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. All right. Um, that's the Monday night game. Yeah, that finishes up uh, our predictions. It also finishes up this episode. Guys, thank you for listening. Go check out our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast. Then head over to our Twitter, which is just at the issue podcast. Um, go to our website, sign up for the issue mic'd up, our subscription service. Uh, you know, got some great bets last week, hit on a bunch of them. So go sign up. It's an investment, three ninety nine a month. Make back your money, guaranteed. I can I can promise you that one. Um, you know, we're always giving you good lines. Guys, thanks for hanging out. That was the issue.